Tuesday night impact on Access TV. Dan, how the fuck are you this week? Good, man. Um, you know, I'm still recovering from last night's uh, little parade <laughs> of things. But uh, I, I come prepared. I'm wide awake. So uh, I'm good. You know, stable. All right. So one of the things that uh, this week impact that I read last night or this morning it was, I don't remember, but it was uh, that Impact had been working overtime, the production staff, in order to rearrange the television show, basically uh, due to the allegations, and uh, they had taken some of the segment, segments out and re, uh, put some segments in from, from uh, future TV shows that were edited uh, already. So... Um, Basically, if anybody that doesn't know, they had fired uh, J- Joey Ryan and it was a Jake Dave Christ from the yeah, uh, yeah Dave. I forgot his brother's Jake. Uh, I don't think he got fired. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, I haven't heard anything negative about him. But the worst part is, it's like they're a great, really good team, the Christ brothers, and now one of them's gone. And Joey Ryan, well, I don't know. I never really liked the gimmick, but he um, he always seemed like a genuinely nice guy. So outside or in interviews and stuff, but so let's see. Um, one of the things that I thought was very strange about this week's episode is like the first hour or so was just basically all women's matches. And I was going to bring that up. I was just like, uh, I know I understand that they re-edited the show. Um, so the first match that was put on the uh, TV show was Tasha Steeles and Nevea. And I'm guessing that that was not the um, that's not the first match that was planned because Crazy Steve uh, was in the first match uh, originally and with, against Cancel Culture, which featured Joey Ryan and uh, Dave Christ. Um, so yeah, they replaced it with that match, which I thought was a pretty decent match. Actually, I didn't think that uh, it was pretty good. I mean, I th- thought it was a pretty good match overall. So, what'd you yeah. think? Um, I mean, it definitely looks like the rivalry is still picking up between um, the two uh, women's teams at the moment. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we see a lot of uh, distractions um, with the ref and, uh, you know, still coming out of nowhere with that uh, that high knee, you know, kind of right. looking like uh, Triple H right there. <laughs> um, only thing I probably didn't like about the match was the the weak combo, like the three piece combo that Steel was going with. You know, she kind of looked like she was doing like a finger poke of doom times four. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, but Tasha was mainly in control there, and um, Hogan distracts Nevaeh and Steel rolls up and wins. It sounds like um, now Nevaeh has only been in there a few weeks, from what I can tell. Right? I don't know if she's been in there earlier than that, but. Um... It but, seems like they're looks like they're giving her some sort of a push uh, right off the bat. Uh, yeah, being a, I mean, I haven't really seen anything special from her. I mean, within these past two weeks, but um, I mean, the way they're picking it up between uh, the two teams, I, I think it's more like let's see how we can do with her maybe possibly being carried by a tag team before we uh, push her as like a single star. Yeah, I like Tasha Steeles as well. I liked her in the. Um, NWA. She made a couple appearances there, and I know she made a couple appearances for Northeast Wrestling as well. I guess she's yeah. from this area, from the area, and so it's good to see her on national television. It's kind of kind of cool. But uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with uh, you know the situation that happened, but they went back and basically did another plug for the uh, 
what's the name of the channel? Impact Plus, and they showed the um, flashback of uh, Bully Ray against uh, Devon 2012. Well, if you really really look at that, the uh, the whole flashback thing, uh, I think technically kind of showed three um with the dudley boys and then at the end with the unmasking of uh gallows probably right right there yeah. too yeah that's kind of a fun segment i don't i think that's during the period that i wasn't watching uh impact wrestling because i stopped you know watching what? i mean I, I i knew about that whole segment i knew about the whole aces of eights and uh some of the members who were part of that stable but at that time i wasn't really watching it it was slowly dwindling down and dixie probably had no idea what the fuck she was doing anymore <laughs> well she liked to spend money and then uh, make the company broke i know that they were borrowing money here and there from uh, other people i know they borrowed it from uh, what's his name a, a numerous times uh, when he worked there billy corgan so um uh, for tv to produce tv tapings and such but yeah, i stopped watching impact after 2010 the october 10th 2010 episode 10 10 10 they kept promoting this huge buildup, and i think uh when it happened it was hogan and bischoff talking for like an hour straight and i just shut it off and never turned it back on so it just ended up being like a bunch of crap and um i didn't fully get back into impact until 2018 and now it's like one of my favorite tv shows to watch every week it's been i kept hearing i i didn't watch it because I think, you know, Dixie and Vince Russo and Bischoff and all those guys were in and out, in and out. And it just, once this happened, then it ended up, you know, uh, once they sold the company and they rebooted it, 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 it was really good, actually. It's still very good right now. Right. Um, they, when they switch television networks, it's kind of struggled a little bit. And now uh, it's, it's definitely doing really good. Ken Shamrock confronted the North when they were, what are they talking shit about him? And <laughs> basically, you uh, know what? It, it was such a funny encounter, too, because like Ken yeah. Shamrock just comes out of nowhere, like, all right, you little helmet head boy, you want me to break your legs and snap your neck? I'll be your Huckleberry. And I'm like, wow. You know, like, for somebody who's supposed to be the world's most dangerous man, you right. really don't find that intimidating. <laughs> He sounded like an old man. <laughs> and, and you know something? I was really looking forward to seeing that match between uh, Jamrock and uh, Josh Alexander, but obviously we know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was going to be, like, I was like, once they set that up, I was like, this is going to be a great match. My God, Josh Alexander, you know that I really like him a lot. And it just ended up, they ended up attacking him from behind and laying him out. And it was just, I mean, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's leading to like maybe a potential tag team championship match at same anniversary. That's a possibility, or maybe a handicap match or something. Yeah. You know, it's going to lead to something with them. But um, also, uh, before that match even took place, we saw the uh, the intense, I guess you could say, virtual promo between uh, Deanna and uh, Jordan Grace. Yes. You know, we have uh, Grace oh. and the F bomb and everything, and it was yes, like, oh, okay. That took place with what's his name, Dave Lagreca from Busted Open Radio was on. I kind of, I kind of popped. I'm a huge fan of Dave, so and, I, I think he's. You no, know, looking at that, I feel like that segment was probably part of the filler. Uh, yeah, for the whole uh, Joey Ryan seg- uh, situation and everything. I, I think it's they really possible. just incorporated, they incorporated that in like last minute. So, I, I mean, normally was, yeah. go ahead. But it was kind of weird because it was like, all right, after the virtual promo, then we cut right to a promo with Deanna in person uh, with uh, Alicia or whatever her name is. Um, Alicia Edwards. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think of that match? I thought that match was. Um, I thought. I don't know if I've ever seen Diana Perrazzo wrestle before. I don't know. I, it's very, I, very possible that I did. I, I've seen her I, a couple times. Um, yeah. I mean, some NXT, some obviously when she yeah. got up for Raw for those couple segments. Right. Uh, but like during this match, it was more like limb targeting for uh, Diana. It was just I, her I, debut. Yeah, uh, it, it seemed like it was just a really like a short kind of technical match, and it was actually pretty good though. I liked it though. It was good. I mean, yeah. throughout the whole match, I mean, Deanna just kept controlling the arm most of the match. Just right, yeah. Uh, uh, taking down the arm ligaments there. Um, but then, obviously, after the match, we see Grace run in, um, try to get Deanna, but Deanna ends up saying, you know, she wants this done at her own time, you know. Right. Yeah, she just walked out, and then that was the end. Excuse me, that was the end of that. And uh, Shamrock and Alexander, we already talked about, is very... Uh, short-lived and this is the is this a third match the third women's match uh now i couldn't believe it um they really wasted like 40 minutes between the tasha Steele's match and then the diana perrazzo match if you look at it they did you know they showed that classic match to promote the uh network the uh the impact plus and then a bunch of promos in between and all of a sudden it's like you look at the clock it's 8 40 and then that's when the Diana Perrazzo match came out. So they wasted like a whole half an hour just on stuff that really didn't have uh, much to go like forward in any storylines, really. Right. And they showed off. Johnny Swinger was featured quite a bit in this episode and ridiculous skits trying to find his tag team partners. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we've seen encounters between him and Rick Swan, uh, Manic, uh, Hernandez with yep. the uh, kind of the stupid. Uh, Skets there with him in an arm wrestling match, and oh, I lost my swing. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, that was just a bad joke. Yeah, and the thing with Kaya, you know, she's sitting there like, oh, where's Bravo? And he's like, I don't know Bravo, but I love Dean. And it's like, really? (laughs) You know, like, really? So that match, the Taya Valkyrie and Susie match, um, that. It just seemed like uh, it was way too slow-paced for me. Uh, it didn't seem like they were really trying to put on a good match. I mean, you know. It definitely wasn't something too special for me. I mean, right. and, you know, right. the Susie character, you know, slowly, I guess, trying to make its way back to uh, Sue Young, I guess you would say. Yeah, I think that that's definitely after that match, uh, that's what they were hinting at after she was being harassed by Taya Valkyrie. You know, I mean, it's nothing too special. I mean, it was more like Taya just bullying throughout the whole match. Yeah. Uh, couple botches that I noticed. Um, mm-hmm. They botched the uh, the corner bulldog. Um, yes. And they were doing that. She was setting up for that surfboard uh, maneuver where she was tying up the uh, reversing the legs and trying to. And that was just kind of. Um, it just seemed too obvious that Susie was giving it to her. So. You know, so um, something that I did like in the match, uh, Sue Young performed like a very unique uh, turnbuckle Rana, I guess you would say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she basically just, uh, you know, uh, builds herself up. You know, she uh, gets herself up, catches her by the legs, and then just rams her head into the turnbuckle, which I thought was pretty unique. Never seen a hurricane Rana like that before um, performed. Right. Um, and then Taya wins with the road to Valhalla, and then uh, Kylie comes in to uh, save Susie. So. Yeah, 
she was being taunted and beaten and bullied basically and kylie ray came out and saved her kylie um, did not look too uh smiley like she usually is <laughs> smiley kylie was not so smiley that's right so uh, Chris Bay, what's that <laughs> a great value bailey <laughs> right <laughs> so chris bay swinger and rahit raju took on the deaners and willie mack I guess uh, Johnny Swinger found his uh, tag team partners. Chris Bay, I really, really like a lot. And they um, kind of made a reference to him challenging for the X Division down the road. I would not be surprised if he did take that title and go a little bit further. Uh, he's a superb performer, man. I mean, they're definitely building it up because uh, Chris Bay did end up getting the pin mm-hmm. over the X Division champion today. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Willie Mack, I like a lot. Actually, um, most of the guys, with the exception of Swinger, I mean, I just find find him his character's just getting annoying for the age that he is there. I mean, uh, anyways, Madman, the main event, I um, I kind of enjoyed the main event, Madman Fulton and Eddie Edwards. That was a pretty damn good match, and it did not end um, exactly how I thought it would end. Right. And, uh, I thought Eddie Edwards would somehow find. Uh, his way to victory for Madman Fulton. Uh, Eddie Edwards took some rough spots over there. It was um, Madman Fulton just picked him up, threw him over the top rope like he was like a freaking sack of potatoes, you know? Yep, threw him right over the top, um, turnbuckle. Um, you know, Madman showing a lot of offense, uh, a lot of good offense that I really n- never uh, witnessed from him before. I mean, obviously, I recall his right. days in WWE, NXT, but, like, we yep. really got to keep uh, what man, man, uh, what he's about. Um, he did like yeah. a very nice total, uh, power slam, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is mainly just building up, you know, Ace Austin, you know, Ace Austin recalled in the locker room or he had like a backstage segment before this match. Um, you know, he wants to become the youngest world champion, which I didn't even realize, you know, how young he was until I looked it up and I figured how old was. How old is he? He has, I think he was about 24, I believe. That is pretty young, yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, if he does pick up that victory, I mean, I, I will be very pleased. Um, I'm very uh, interested in seeing um, who's going to win that world title match at the uh, Slammiversary. So, he's 23 years old. Yep. Okay. February. Was born on leap year. Sorry for him. Um so, so, yeah, I thought overall, I, I, I kind of enjoyed um, the episode of Impact. You can kind of tell it was cut up a little bit because it was just, uh, there's a lot of stuff that seemed out of place a little bit. Uh, they definitely also overdubbed uh, vocals from what I heard. You know, I, I did read that as well, or, you know, commentary. So... Yeah, and I think it just dragged. I mean, three women's matches in a row was kind of just a little bit of a kill for me. Um, I, don't, I don't mind the women matches, but um, space them out a little bit. Um, because right. they, they impact wrestling does have a really talented uh, women's roster, uh, knockouts roster, whatever you want to call it. It just seems like, like you said, space it out a bit more and kind of give them more diversity but they went from that pretty much to like the main event almost after that uh with with the exception of the six-man tag match but it ended up being being a pretty good show uh for the most part 
Um, something that we forgot to bring up here. Um, we What's we that? are going to see a uh, TNA World Title match next week, as we've seen the um, segment with Moose. Um, yeah, fuck him. And uh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, basically, Moose is just sitting there telling everybody in the back he wants to be showered with gifts because he's the TNA World Champion. Uh, you know, Steve comes out of nowhere singing, you're not the real champion, yada, yada, you know, and uh, Moose is just like, okay, you got yourself a title match next week. And, you know, it's like, well, it's not a real title, Moose. You can't defend it. It's not active. Like, well, <laughs> you saw the, uh, um, during that segment, the referees were kind of mocking him throughout the whole thing. So yeah. that kind of made the segment a little bit better because, yeah, Moose is kind of, uh, it's not as entertaining as people think he could be as i guess on the microphone he's not that bad in the ring but uh you know he, he could have uh whatever right. <laughs> he could he could be he, he's uh he, he's got to learn to sell it more a little bit more you know but you know what um continuing on with impact here um not just the show but talking right. about uh the uh, canceled culture uh officially being canceled you know no pun intended yeah. um where do you think that's going to lead between, you know, obviously Joey Ryan being fired, Dave Chris being fired, and now we all we have is Robbie and Dam with, you know, um, they're just gonna they're gonna have to find something else for Rob Van Dam. Uh, he's gonna have to come in. Uh, there's a lot that he could do though, because wasn't he? I know for a while he was feuding with Rhino. I, I think that feud is over. Uh, but they're gonna have to figure something else out for him to do when he comes back, um, especially for Slammiversary. It, it, it's just, this whole entire situation has just fucked a lot of companies uh, and impact, you know, just right in the middle, just had this cut storylines right from their TV show and rearrange the uh, editing for their television shows because of this situation. Right. So it's just, you know, um, hopefully that they'll be able to get through this. Um with their TV tapings that they already have recorded. Uh, I don't know how many matches because of Kristen and uh, Ryan had uh, already recorded for the uh, upcoming TV segments. So we're going to have to see how they're probably going to work stuff in like more classic footage or whatever to promote the impact plus, or maybe some more promos and stuff like that. It's, it's a shitty situation to be honest with you. uh, What has happened, but uh, Joey Ryan's um, apparently on top of that, he deleted all forms of social media and his uh, wrestling promotion, Bar Wrestling, is now closed down as well. He closed, uh, put out notification of that somehow, that that's closing. High Spots said they took all his um, the events off their streaming network and will no longer be selling their merchandise as well. Yeah, that's funny because uh, as, as soon as you mentioned that to me um, earlier today, uh, you know, I hopped on High Spots and uh, you know checked it out. Uh, they still kind of got his autographs and DVDs on there. Um, okay. But that might be gone after tonight, I would say. Yeah. 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 You know what? You know, not just Impact itself, but like this whole circumstance, the whole sexual allegations going on outside of Impact. You know. Um, yeah. It's Marty happening everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I guess you could say he kind of just like admitted it today because it was just like he was like you know what just to sum it up he was like oh fuck it you know like shit happened at the same time you know in the uk you know legal legal things are kind of different in the uk than 
how they are in the U.S. So how they play differently, you know, we're not sure. This is true. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the situation was with him is. I know that he um, was named today, or maybe it was last night. Excuse me, I don't... Um, I know it had something to do with, like, a 16-year-old girl, and I guess this was, like, five years back. Okay. Or something like that. Right. I think uh, like there are... I think there was, yeah. like, five other UK wrestlers involved. Um, okay. They weren't named. Right. I know that in certain parts of the world, uh, laws are different regarding that, but either way, uh, my opinion is that's still a child. You know what I mean? I have kids that age, so... Right. You know... Um. Anyways, yeah, it's it sucks. Like, Go ahead. I feel like it's happening to like all my uh, all my favorites. You know, it's like I start to support certain wrestlers, and then all of a sudden they just decide, you know, let's just commit dumb shit. Because right, right. Like, earlier, like, is there not any good wrestlers out there not committing dumb shit? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It seems like everybody's well, not everybody, but you know what I mean. A lot of guys are coming out, and it's um. Or being exposed, I should say, not coming out, but a lot of guys are being exposed. And the worst part is, well, it's not even the worst part. It's he was doing a lot of good because he had been made a uh, head booker for Ring of Honor, yep. and I guess he bridged the uh, the deal with the NWA where they're going to be co-promoting together, and they were going to be leading up to another Marty Girl Nick Aldis match. And you know, our Ring of Honor guys were appearing in NWA, NWA guys were appearing there. And so um, it seemed like they were going to bring the NWA back into the mainstream with, you know, with that, you know, with him going back and forth and stuff. And now, you know, obviously Lagana got in trouble and he resigned and um, situation and now Marty Skrull. So it's just like that whole situation is like double fucked now. It's it's really pathetic and sad. I mean, I really like uh, Ring of Honor and. The NWA was my favorite, and now they just announced that they're halting all productions uh, based on this bullshit that's going on in the world. This just just stupidity on the uh, you know the 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 workers part that uh, them not being able to you know be true gentlemen. So, right. Uh, uh, that, that definitely a strange time for uh, wrestling, especially this yeah. year. It As started off good. Yeah. It definitely started out good. You know, Royal Rumble and everything. I thought that was a good event. And then, you know, just, like, leading on with, like, other promotions, other events that, right. you know, came up. And then uh, the whole pandemic hit, uh, you yep. know, that screwed up everybody's schedule, everybody's uh, future events. Uh, everything was put on a halt temporarily. Uh, we're just starting to uh, open up, you know. It's still a work in progress, but we're slowly going back to uh, normal frequency, right. I guess you could say. Um, but now this happens, you know, you got yeah. all these wrestlers, uh, accused of sex allegations. I mean, obviously right. Joel Ryan was fired for that. Dave, Chris, um, not knowing where his brother's going to go. Is his brother going to leave the impact? I mean, I would say so. I mean, they were right. trying to think of them as being singles competitors. Right. But, um, obviously um, that's out now. Now, Michael Logan has also been suspended. That's going to make, uh, Wow. For how long? I don't know if they mentioned for how long. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be suspended up until the Slam anniversary. Is he going to make it? Is he going to come back, make his appearance then? Um, from what I understand, they suspended him basically for uh, until um, 
you know, while they make a decision as to what to do with him. But I right. think that the, the, you know, I think that whatever happened with him was already known and, you know, it was a number of years old as well. Right. Um, not, I'm not defending him in that way by any means. Um, but I just, he was my pick to win the, the Impact World title. Now I'm not so sure that they're going to give him, put the title on him uh, based on this, this shit. So, yeah. yeah. I I was joking with you earlier that, uh, you know, earlier today that when we do our year in review in December, it's going to be a really fucking interesting year in review. It's going to be filled with a lot of bullshit. So, you know, it's like we're already like halfway through the year and it's like, yeah, not even like the second part. Who knows what the second part will hold for us? Um, It's just crazy. You know, now I got to think you really got to think about all the possibilities that are coming up now. Um, Right. With the main event for Slammiversary, is Michael Elgin going to be there? Uh, bigger question is, is Tessa going to be there? Um, how, you know, how how we're going to substitute this? I mean, the best way I would probably book this is have uh, Madman involved. Um, he would not be uh, a bad pick to put the title on him, believe it or not, because I think that at some point that is going to happen. And, and the last couple of weeks, him as a singles wrestler and being basically Ace Austin's sidekick, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually went that in that direction or if they, and, they and, you know, steered him in that direction. Even just like proving it tonight, you know, him just taking out Eddie Edwards just proved that he doesn't really need Ace Austin there. It's more like right. Ace Austin him. So, Right. I mean, Ace Austin is a tremendous wrestler. He's phenomenal, but... Two different ends of the spectrum, and I think that they're, you know, like they're probably put them together to basically build them up as two singles wrestlers to both go for that situation. You know what I mean? Right. And I would probably find that the best situation, um, especially during this time with Elgin suspended, but not knowing how long, not knowing it's if it's going to be temporarily, permanently, or right. indefinitely, I should say. Um, but right. I, I would definitely substitute that. But then where does that lead with the whole, you know, backstage segment with uh, Elgin on the phone with a uh, Canadian? So my t- guess is that it, uh, I think did we touch on this last week uh, uh, talking about impact or um, maybe we talked about it uh, when we were texting. But I think it's Eric Young. That's a very big possibility. I think uh, yeah. my original pick was Petey Williams, and I think you shot back at me, most likely Eric Young, and I said that's a really great uh, – that's most likely true because he's – you know, they're trying to build up for certain guys to be coming back and jumping in. So, you know, I actually watched that promo video for Slammiversary, and, and you're able to see uh, they're focusing on guys that are uh, coming in, it seems like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially today. I mean, they aired it again today. Yep. I mean, obviously nothing's changed, but I mean, they're really hinting on like big names. Uh, I think uh, EC3 is, a, is an obvious and I'm pretty sure Mike Bennett is definitely uh, one of the guys as well. Uh, Heath Slater is definitely a, a guy that they're definitely going for because they've hinted oh, yeah. at that way too many times. And um, I just, can't seem to think uh, who else. Eric Young, I think, is definitely is a definite as well. He had an amazing career in Impact prior to going to NXT and WWE. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's weird. I mean, especially with, like, the flashback today. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they the Dudleys. And 
if you notice, I mean, they're not really showing any type of flashbacks with guys who are already currently here. Right. I mean, they're only showing flashbacks of guys like, hey, that guy was just released. He was just released, too. Um, you got a good I mean, point there. Holy, yeah. I mean, Holy Ray, I mean, he wasn't in WWE for a while, but he was a part of Ring of Honor. Um, I'm not yeah. even sure if he's still under contact with them or he's not. Still, he's um, still there, yeah. I don't, it, Ring of uh, Honor has no nothing planned as of right now. They tweeted out that they have nothing planned uh, as of right now, but he's still under contract to Ring of Honor. And then, um, obviously, Devon, he was a road agent after, uh, I guess he was like semi-retired. Um, you know, let's see where he comes in. And then obviously Gallows, you know, they revealed Gallows from that uh flashback segment with um what was it, Joseph Parks and uh Gallows and yep. they revealed um maybe a possibility of having the Good Brothers or maybe Gallows by himself. Um but I know I know Carl Anderson, he was um I know Carl Anderson, he had like hinted some things about Japan, um, right? So I'm not sure if they're taking their different routes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know Anderson was auctioning off some of his uh, WWE gear. Right. Um, so seeing where this might lead up, I mean, there's a lot of endless possibilities. But now with some of the segments change and some of the storylines shifting into a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of just changes the culture of what to expect at Slammiversary, um, especially with the main event. Because the main event, that was going to be the match that determined it all. Like, who's going right. to be champion? Who's going to be there? Is Tessa going to be there to defend it? Or is she going to get replaced? Like, the, the only way I could probably see this is if Tessa's not going to show up, at least vacate the title that night. And then have Madman Fulton involved in the match, and nice. Elgin still uh, participating, um, especially after being uh, suspended. Yep. My thing is, I think that Tessa is currently stuck in Mexico. Uh, that's where her boyfriend lives. Um, so we don't know if uh, she'll be making her way back to the country. If uh, if she'll be able to get over through the border. Um, at that time period, we we have no idea what's really going on uh, in that right. situation. But I think Slammiversary definitely looks like it's going to be uh, it's shaping up to be a really great card so far, provided you know um, these wrestlers they don't have to fire anybody else in between now and then. So we'll have to see. So right, um, I mean, so far we got the world title match, and then it was announced tonight that Jordan Grace will defend her Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perazzo. Yep. Now, do you think that Jordan Grace is going to walk away with the title for that, or do you think that Deanna Perrazzo will uh, be crowned the Knockouts champion? Um, I, I think it's going to build up for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think at the anniversary. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd like to see it go either way. Um, right. Deanna, I mean, I think she's really shown a lot of progress uh, throughout her years. Um, okay. Uh, how she explained her first stint in TNA, how she was shy and didn't really take no action and like putting her foot down and basically what led her to um, from uh, her departure, you know, basically right. just torn the country, torn to different promotions. Obviously, we know where she ended up um, right. in some of those things. Um, but now to see her back, 
full of confidence, you know, the virtuosa. Um, I, I definitely enjoy the gimmick. Um, uh, you know, yeah. she kind of sounds like a female Scott Steiner with the whole mathematical equation. Um, but other Just than that, Steiner very, math, huh? Very, uh, you know, I, I, I like her, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I'm not saying I like her because, Hey, you know what? Her and Grace are, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rick, it, it, we I know. keep it on that low key, but uh, <laughs> other than that, um, like I said, I, I like to see this both ways. I mean, if uh, Deanna can pick up the victory, um, I think she'd look good, but I, I think the only thing that's holding her back, and I think I, I just think the arm bar is kind of weak. I mean, I like the arm bar, I find it as like a very, a very common submission, yeah. Yeah. It definitely doesn't look like there's a lot of effort put into it. And, um, I mean, I think they could come up with something else when it comes to a finish. I mean, I don't think it necessarily has to be a submission-type hold. But right. um, I like Jordan Grace, too, um, you know, especially with her and her attitude. Um, you know, seeing her dropping F-bombs tonight on the virtual promo. Um, but they've been going at it, you know, these past couple weeks. I mean, they, uh, they ended impact last week, um, or not last week, but I think it was like the week before. Um, but yeah, I, I have to give those two a lot of credit. Um, they definitely do have chemistry together. Um, but same reversary, if I had to pick one, um, I think I'm going to have to go with Grace retaining. Okay. Yeah, I think you might be right, and they will probably build it up for a while, maybe before they decide to do a, a title change. And, and the the way you got to look at it, too, you haven't really seen Jordan Grace on the offense when it comes to getting Deanna Perrazzo at the right place at the right time, you know, especially with uh, her making her way, um, her debut on Impact a couple weeks back. Right. The arm bar, catching her from behind, hitting her with the arm bar. And then when Grace finally had that opportunity tonight during her uh, in ring debut, she was just like, Nope, we're doing this at my time. You ain't doing this right now. So I think at Slam of Victory, um, it's definitely going to be Jordan's time. And uh, I think she's finally going to get her hands on uh, Deanna Peraza. It might be too early to take that title off of uh, Jordan Grace as well. Um, uh, basically, she won it shortly before this whole pandemic started uh, in actuality. So she hasn't really been that champion for long. And they've only held, what, two TV tapings? Like two sets of uh, empty arena TV tapings so far. So it's like really, really hasn't been that much. She really hasn't held that title for like a very long time. So right. she might, they might not be ready to take it off her. So they might build up the feud some more, give them a whole entire series. So that could be good. You know, so what else we got to talk? Do we have anything else impact related you want to talk about or? Um, uh, I, I much covers impact uh, for today. I mean, until yeah. next week, I mean, obviously we got the, uh, the, uh, the TNA world title match with us, uh, Crazy Steve and Moose, which I really don't know how that's going to work out. Um, that but seems other like. Than uh, that, still on the road to uh, same anniversary. I mean, we got yeah. almost. A month. We have a month. Yep, a month to go. Um, Don't forget, what's it? uh, Extreme Rules is the night after that. So you're going to be hearing those two nights in a row uh, next week, Dan and Rick. And uh, JJ always joins in on Sundays as well. So um, 
We might see if Mike, uh, uh, Mr. Trivia might come in uh, from the Top Rope Report. He always does a WWE report as well. So we might have a full roundtable discussing uh, Extreme Rules. So, so that's going to be a big, uh, a big uh, weekend for us that we can two pay-per-views in a row. So, yeah. Two and, days in a row. So I'm looking forward to that one. But we got a whole month to go for that. And uh, speaking of weekend, uh, you and I have been discussing about um, buddying up, uh, taking a trip to this uh, classic uh, wrestling convention that's supposedly yep. going to take place in September. September. I'm looking at the website now. September 19th, 2020. It is a Saturday. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be Double Tree Hotel in Hartford. I guess, um, from what I understand, it's actually Windsor Locks, Connecticut, but it's in the Hartford area. Um, I'm excited for this lineup, to be honest with you. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that I want to meet. Um, I also want to get the word out about the podcast while we're out there as well. Ricky Steamboat's right. going to be there. Uh, Marty Janetti, the Headbangers, Brian Cage, the Godfather, your girlfriend, Jordan Grace. Uh, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Simon Grimm, he blocked me on Twitter too for I have no idea what reason. But, you know, certain guys I know why they blocked me, but him I have no idea why. Uh, former WWF Intercontinental Champion, Greg the Hammer Valentine. The Ascension, apparently they're now called The Awakening. I didn't know they were still teaming up or where they're, um, where they're even wrestling right now. Uh, Dan- I've seen I've seen Connor a little bit active on Instagram. Victor, yeah. I haven't seen much since he did get released. Okay, um, so I'm gonna have to look up. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Have to look and see where uh, they're popping up. Um, Dangerous Danny Davis, Kevin Sullivan, Mario Mancini, Paul Roma, Andrew Anderson. Jesus Christ, that's a name I probably have not heard in a very long time. Lance Archer. Uh, who else? Deanna Parasso. Yeah. Renee, Renee Michelle. AEW's Nyla Rose. Mr. Technical. Barry Horowitz. Jillian Hall. Uh, Molly Holly. Kelboy Bob Orton. Hornswoggle. The Boogeyman. And three-time Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling Tag Team Champions of the World. The House of Pain. Nick Payne and Hakeem Ali. Those are good guys right there. Um... So I'm looking forward to uh, that convention. You know, there's going to be, I think that there's a, um, a Q&A available with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I'm going to have to look that up in just here a second. Um, what are you looking forward to there, Dan? Any uh, Meeting any of those guys? Um, I mean, for the most part, um, I, you know, I've always wanted to re- meet Ricky. Um, I always admired yeah. his work. Oh, um, yeah. You know, three, three of my favorite matches from, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat right off the back. Obviously, if you don't talk WrestleMania three, um, that's right. That's right. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, the Shy Town Rumble out of the uh, three. Uh, you know, the series of matches with uh, Ric Flair and uh, Ric Flair. Yep. Um, that was probably my my favorite out of the trilogy. And then another match. Um, a lot of people don't talk about this match as much, but the way I look at this match, I love the build up. I like the way. They, um, you know, they were basically storytelling in the ring, uh, especially with this gentleman that I'm about to mention right now. Um, but it was uh, Ricky Steamboat versus uh, Stunning Steve Austin at uh, Bash at the Beach 94. Let me tell you, they had a really great uh, series of matches. Um, I'm going to mention a, sh- uh, a match that I watched of his. Uh, 
I think is terribly underrated that I don't think really gets enough um, talk. It's from, I think, Beach Blast 92, 93 in WCW. He had a 30-minute Ironman match with uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. With Dermot, oh, both. Yep. And so that's a phenomenal match. I remember watching it back then, and I watched it uh, you know, a few years back, and I think it's uh, it's a really good match. So there's a and a with him that day. It's a... Uh, Let's see, $15 just for that Q&A, uh, $20, well, general admission is $10, but there's a $20 general admission that you get uh, one complimentary autograph by a soon-to-be-named former TV talent signed at the show. That can be anybody, so uh, we'll see about that. Then there's $20 for a Steamboat autograph, I already have one of those, and there's a Steamboat photo for $20. Uh, your your photo taken with your camera or cell phone with Ricky in the jet. They really get you that way. Uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. ever remember things being like that. So, um, I would like to get a picture with Ricky the Steamboat. That's probably you know one of the options. There's a couple more options here as well. Steamboat autograph photo online price for thirty dollars, and there's a ninety dollar VIP Steamboat uh, thing. Let's see what this includes. The package includes admission to the classic, three autographs from Ricky the Steamboat, your photo taken with Ricky, and admission to the Q&A. That's, uh, I don't know, that's quite the deal there. And then there's going to be a Marty Jannetty party, probably an hour and a half, uh, I believe. Where did they say that was going to take? Uh, at the hotel. And Boy, basically, yeah, well, it's just going to be a Q&A and all that shit, so hanging around with Marty Jannetty. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a line of coke there. Um, you know, no one wanted Benetti. Uh for, for them to have uh, a hosted party with Marty, um, I don't think that was really the smartest uh, idea. Uh, knowing Marty's history, but that might have been Marty's yeah. call too. You know, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. But um, he seems like a genuinely he, nice guy. But you know, it's he he's partied way too hard. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Speaking about Marty Janetti, I had met him. Uh, three years ago at the WrestleFest okay. uh, in 17. Uh, that was the... Uh, was that Northeast Wrestling? Uh, yeah, Northeast Wrestling. Yep. Uh, that was the uh, the event with the main event of uh, Kurt Angle and Cody Rhodes in the cage. Oh, and, I didn't go to that. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that show. Yeah, yep. so, I, I definitely uh, marked out for uh, that day. But uh, yeah. I, I'm just engaging with Marty. Um, he was like the he was the last person I went up to, surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Either him or Kali, and I was like, you know what, you know, fuck this chiseled chin looking motherfucker. I'm just gonna go to Marty. <laughs> Went to Marty, and uh, the person who was uh, ahead of me, like right before me, uh, it was like a little kid. He probably had to been like six, seven years old. And Marty's, you know, he's doing his autograph and stuff. And I think he messed up. I'm not sure, or he tried to write the child's name. And he basically just gave the kid the Sharpie and was like, here, you write your name. And it's like, um, really, <laughs> that doesn't really count. You know, I've never, I've never heard of anything like that before. You know, I never heard of personalizing something to yourself. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of found that weird, but you know, he was kind of in a vibe. Um, he, he looked very scrubby that day. You know, he had like right. one of those, uh, Carolina Panther shirts on and I'm just, <laughs> Really? I, saw, I saw him at a, in a shoot interview not so long ago. Uh, it was, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the character. We'll just say that. 
don't want to talk bad about him, but you know, he's quite the character. Uh, I mean, I got a picture with him. I got I got this nice uh, eight by ten of him holding the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Right. Um, very nice photo. He definitely has a nice signature um, when he wants to. Uh, but other than that, uh, this whole uh, party that he got hosted, um, I really don't think that's going to turn out well. Uh, yeah. Not um, but as for other guys I want to meet there, um, I obviously got both of these women's 8x10s personalized, um, Jordan Grace and, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, um, yep. take pictures with them. Uh, you know, I, I probably feel like an asshole taking a picture with both of them, especially now with them, uh, feuding at the moment. So it's like, well, I can't pick one over the other, so I'm just going to pick both. Um, other than that, uh, I'm trying to think. Who else do I see on here on this card? Um, uh, Kevin Sullivan. Um, that's a maybe. That's definitely a I maybe think, for me. I think Sullivan's a definite for me. Danny Davis is a definite. Uh, Lance Archer and Brian Cage I'd like to to talk to as well. Um, I was thinking Nyla Rose, but I'm not entirely sure about that. You know, I, I was thinking about Nyla Rose a little bit. Um, and then uh, possibly... Oh, man, who was I just thinking of? Possibly uh, Greg Valentine. Yeah, that's definitely on the list of... Uh, I don't think I've ever met him before because, you know, I've been to many conventions in the past, and I don't think he's ever been to one, you know? I met guys like Jim Neidhart multiple you know, times, you know? It's just, I don't think they have a Valentine I've ever met. Right. Uh, I never I never met Valentine. <laughs> I've always wanted to meet him. Um, every time I looked on, like, YouTube at, like, conventions, he's always at these certain type of... Uh, conventions, old school conventions, yeah. uh, uh, like WrestleCon, you know. But uh, I mean, for the most part, the rest of this card, I mean, kind of looks kind of pretty bland. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm an '80s kid. I grew up in the '80s. There's a lot of guys uh, that I watched back then that are going to be there: Steamboat, Horowitz, you know, uh, Valentine and Sullivan. I, I definitely want to. Um, Talk to one of them. At least get one of them on my like YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Maybe like a three quick questions, or maybe have them do like an intro, like, "Oh, this is Ricky Steamboat, and you're watching Dan the Beast '94. Subscribe to his channel, especially if you're (laughs) watching his channel and you're not subscribed. What are you doing? You know, something like that. Um, Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, I've heard that he's a a very nice guy. I've heard it uh, from everybody over the years that. That knew him, or uh, you know, or that, that have met him as well. Or I was thinking the best thing we could probably do here is um, maybe hold like a live video on the uh, wrestling uh, DVD room. Yeah, you know, either conducted by you, conducted by me, or we could just take turns doing doing it both ways and uh, right, just right. showing people like, hey, you know, this is uh, something. You know what? Now that. We're here. Um, I definitely want to discuss this now. Uh, me and Rick have been talking. Uh, obviously, this is the WrestleZone podcast. But uh, ever since we've been doing these collaborations, which I've been very humbled to be a part of, uh, I kind of came up with the concept like, hey, you know, still under the WrestleZone banner, you know, why not we? Why don't we call this the lab? You know, we have the professor here and we have the beast. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I just feel like it gels so well together, especially with these um, personas and names that we took upon ourselves. Um, I, I figure, like, all right, let's uh, let's roll with it. Um, yeah, man, I'm having a blast having uh, you part of the team now, and you know JJ on Sunday nights as well. So I think we got a good group of guys here. 
And I'm looking forward to doing more with uh, with both you guys. And I know there are a couple other people that asked to come on as well. So that that you know that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, we're gonna continue our Tuesdays and Sundays every single week, definitely. Unless there's like you know a natural disaster or something, you know, right. the world world comes to an end. We're definitely gonna continue. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that convention, the Wrestling Classic. Uh, Let's pray, hope that it does not get canceled. It is in September, so, you know, there's a lot well, of uh, everything up till what, next month is canceled. I guess they're starting. Northeast Wrestling has announced a show that they're definitely doing in August, uh, or according to them at this moment, because I guess they ended up canceling all their July shows. So we'll see. I know that uh, was a, I, on Saturday I had Big Daddy, the Guardian of Chaos, on, and he said that the... Uh, Paradise Alley shows that were booked for September are canceled. So I think he said September. Maybe it was August, but that those were canceled. So and that there's definitely one coming up at the um, uh, the JCC in Woodbridge, Connecticut, coming up at some point too. So uh, we should definitely uh, you should go to that. That's a really nice building. I went to uh, the last show that was there that they did there. It's a beautiful building. I actually uh, played in a Scrabble tournament in that building as well as part of my job. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a, it's a very nice building. I grew up around the corner from there in Woodbridge as well. So to see live wrestling in my hometown, it's good. There you go. Yeah. So what else? Well, we got I mean, here? I'm for this convention. I mean, yeah. we, we just went through like the whole second wave of uh, opening things up here. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, obviously that third wave is, you know, coming soon, supposedly July, August, maybe. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping by then, I mean, everything's kind of cleared up. I mean, obviously going through, like, new procedures of living life uh, right. behind a mask, I guess you would say. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the show. I'm definitely looking forward to meeting uh, some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and may, maybe go to that party with Marty. I mean, who knows? I mean, that would definitely be interesting. So one of the things that, that I find is funny, um, I mentioned earlier that you thought that it was kind of bland, the uh, whole group of people. But then I just realized it is Connecticut. Of course, it's going to be bland. They're not going to be bringing in, you know, uh, guys like Hogan or Nash or guys like that, not into Connecticut unless it's like maybe oh, at the, you, like at well, the casino you, or something, you know. Something, you know. Speaking about the casino, it was supposed to happen sometime around last year, and I think I mentioned it this season before. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot what the name of the promotion who was running it, but it was supposed to be. I think it was Pro Wrestle Fest. Pro Wrestle, the one that was supposed to take part at uh, Mohegan Sun. The where yeah. it's supposed to be the gigantic uh, NWO reunion, that thing. Yeah, I had bought my ticket. It was about twenty five dollars, yeah. probably a little bit more. And um, I had bought my ticket already. I had everything set up. Um, I had pre ordered a um, sixty minute shoot or sixty second shoot with uh, Mean Gene. So I was supposed to have my little own shoot series, but then um, he right. ended up in a way uh, two months before uh, the event was supposed to take place. So, you know, I was there already. They had Sting Book, they had the Steiner Brothers, Paul, Nash, Pac, um, Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Uh, a couple other names. Uh, well, like Bob. I said, that um, 
that, like I said, if it, it, nothing this big would happen unless it happened at the casino of all places. You're not going to get that anywhere in the area that we live. The casino is where all the bigger things happen, you know. Um, I, heard, and, I heard rumblings of Hogan, possibly. I, mean, I think Hogan. I, Hogan. They didn't finish announcing all the guests when they decided to shut it down. And uh, But from what I understand, that was uh, Mike Lombardi from Northeast Wrestling was actually the one that was promoting that event because they were going to be also running a Northeast Wrestling show that evening. Yeah. So, um, but they said they were going to reschedule it at one point, and then if you go to the web address, it's a completely different website now. So well, I have yeah, no idea what happened. There, and um, they had uh, offered a refund, and then they said that the event was supposed to take place sometime in, like, July. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they're going to do it due to vending issues or whatnot or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just ended up getting my money back. Um, I was really looking forward to uh, going to uh, do that. and. Possibly yeah, get, pushed get, back. Uh, get my promo, you know, with uh, me yeah. and Gene. I think it night. got pushed back. To, I think it got pushed back twice before uh, they finally decided to cancel it. So they kept changing it up and all that shit. But that was definitely like a big convention I wanted to go to as well because it was just it looked like uh, anybody who's anybody was going to be there, especially if you watch wrestling and say 1999. You know, like that's when like all those guys are going to be there. Not to mention uh, vendor guests as well. So, uh, that's, so that's, that's yeah, some interesting uh, things there. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, got any uh, pickups? No pick. No pickups as of yet. I'm expecting something. Most likely, I'm getting my box from Pro Wrestling Crate tomorrow. I know you said you sent me something that should be here either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, I'm hoping. I saw the tracking. It said Friday, but, you know. Um, uh, a lot of times with high spots, you know, a lot of things with high spots, they're very fast. And sometimes you, it, it, um, it'll say two days, but then it'll be there like the day before one of those days. But there's also, I'm expecting my high spots mystery crate as well this week. And... Another package from High Spots, which I'm trying to, let's see, I'm trying to remember what it was. That one is going to be really amazing because I think I bought a shitload of Memphis DVDs at $7 a pop. Uh, if I can get into my email here, I could probably tell you what the uh, <laughs> what exactly they were. But there's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that package. I think one of them is a C.W. Anderson autograph. Coincidentally, uh I bought this. Yeah, it, it, I bought this, and he re- he announced his retirement like two days after, which right. is just it was very bizarre, you know. And so. then uh, I know this Thursday we're uh, high five Ron Simmons at the uh, gimmick table. Yeah, I know because I can't tell you that. I uh, the 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 invoice I got from last Thursday is pretty fucking scary, and the invoice from Saturday together was pretty fucking uh, scary uh, when I got it when I got it today. So, oh, man. <laughs> I think my wife is going to divorce me when she sees all these high spots boxes coming up. <laughs> so, hold on, let me. One I'll, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably take part of that um, gimmick table uh, Thursday. Finally, make yeah. some. Uh, finally, make some moves because I know there was a couple things that they had that I really wanted to jump on, but then I was like, nope. Let me, yeah. let me not hold back and then they had the um i think it was like the kitchen um gimmick table 
That's on Saturday nights. Yep. Uh, they do right One thing that I did see that I was ready to jump on was the uh, the uh, demolition uh, micro brawlers, and I was like, nope, don't get into that habit. I think. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I um, I try not to collect the micro brawlers, but because, but you know, I just, but then I, again, I decided, okay, I'm going to collect them, but then I'm just like. That's a whole other thing. I collect autographs, I collect DVDs, and I collect shirts. Right. So I'm like, if I start collecting that, that's going to be a whole other thing where I'm just going to be buying all that shit. Right. So I decided that I'm just going to buy guys I like here and there, certain guys. I know I bought two of one uh, last week. I bought two Colt Cabana ones because that's my four-year-old son's favorite wrestler. So I figured I'd give him one to play with. And he walks around singing his theme song all the time. So this is what I got. I actually got Melter's books, uh, Tributes 1 and 2. And they were selling both of those books. Those are big, thick, hardcover books. They're selling them both for $10, which I thought was uh, was a phenomenal deal. I think when they came out, they were like $25, $30 each. So, I mean, nice. both of them for 10 phenomenal. They, the deals at High Spots is uh, – High Spots should give us some money because we're talking about them and promoting them all the time. <laughs> so, so, oh, this is one of my favorites. I know I, I should just wait for this video that I'm going to record when this comes out. But uh, the Fabulous Ones DVD from the Memphis, the first family of Memphis, uh, the, the Colt brawlers lawler versus rich and idle dvd and nikita koloff uh eight by ten autographed and cw anderson and an eddie gilbert in memphis dvd oh these, okay. that one i didn't see that one until after because i stopped watching for a little bit and then i went i i think i left my house and i came back and i rewound it and then watched it and i saw a couple of the other memphis dvds and 70s arena matches from them so I'm really looking forward to getting that box this week. It's going to be a lot of shit. So, so well, obviously you've seen my uh, unboxing today. I got got some I stuff. My box, couple yeah. of the uh, RF shoot uh, uh, interviews again. Uh, yeah. Some of them yeah. were uh, autographed. Yeah, so, uh, very uh, very happy with that. Uh, I ended yeah. up picking up uh, the superstar uh, Bill Eddy. Um, yeah, he's slowly becoming one of my favorite legends uh, you know obviously with the whole demolition thing i got going on lately yeah. uh yeah. watching demolition matches on the network um i just uh i was just watching them versus the bulldogs it was like some type of like um special event I, I, like sometime in like 88 or 89 it was like i think they had like an event in japan or something and um it was the british bulldogs and uh demolition going at it um i've seen the saturday night's main event um match with uh demolition and uh what, what were they called the, the brain busters with the two uh, out of three a, falls yeah where they won yeah. the tag titles yep that, that was fucking phenomenal and then oh. and one match that i messaged you because i was like i never knew this match took place and i'm not sure what event this was it had to have been some type of special event but I ended up seeing uh, Demolition taking on Tito Santana and Mil Mascaris. I am just floored by that. I don't know where that uh, aired. Or is there commentary on that match? There is commentary. I believe it's from Vince and Bobby, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe to play some primetime wrestling in 91-ish? Or I don't maybe? know, because it, it, it was such a weird 
setting yeah. because as soon as the show opened, there was like no intro to the show. It just went right to the match, and that was the first match on the card was uh, Demolition and uh, Tito and uh, Mel. So. I'm gonna have to look it up. So you found it just by searching Demolition in the search yep, bar. Yep, Demolition on the search bar. Um, went to the matches. Um, scrolled over a couple times to the right, and there it was. Yeah. And uh, this was definitely like early. Uh, demolition because I think this was like Barry when he first started with like demolition. His hair was still short. Oh, so it's probably been, like, yeah, 1987. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I remember them when they were, you know, when it was Axe and Smash. I know that they had Randy Colley in there as uh, Smash initially, but everybody knew he was one of the Moon Dogs, so everybody uh, right. would chant chant Moon Dog at him, and uh, so. Ended up replacing him. I think he ended up going back to being a moon dog for a little while before he left the company overall. Um, yeah, I believe it was that, and he um, he he wrestled under a mask for a little bit too before uh, departing from the company. Okay, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think you're right. Yeah, team. Either a oh, the team shadows. Or... The shadows yeah. was it? The yeah. shadows. That's right. Yep. Okay, I remember seeing them. I saw them wrestle Paul Roman and Jim Powers in person. Yep. Okay. I forgot that he was a part of that. That's right. Yep. And then I think he went to uh, NWA, WCW. He actually had a tag team of Barry Horowitz there uh, in the NWA. They didn't last very long. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was a very weird period for professional wrestling. So, uh, going back to the pickups here, um, the superstar, um, I ended up getting uh, mostly all the Armstrong family. Uh, Brian Armstrong, known as the Road Dog. Uh, I saw the year uh, you got the DVD, the uh, Brad and Bob. Um, yeah. Now, I know there's probably no Brad Armstrong autograph uh, out there because he's passed away. He's been passed away for a number of years now. The Brad was one of my favorites back uh, when I was a kid growing up. I thought he was... He was he had the one of the best drop kicks in wrestling in professional wrestling. Yeah. It was just, oh, yeah. just awesome to watch him. Um I, I you know, talking about you know, the Armstrong family and this uh supposed Armstrong curse that was like roaming around all these years. Um I, I tell you the Armstrongs, uh, especially Bob, you know, he's one tough son of a bitch. I, I tell you, the, the the story I heard about him with um I think he was like lifting weights or something like that. And a weight dropped right on his face, and uh, he required uh, a lot of like plastic surgery, like onto his face. And I just thought, like, wow. And I think that's what really caused the Armstrong curse because it was like Scott. You know, he was mainly um, a personnel, like color uh, referee. Um, Brad, obviously, he did some wrestling. Um, yeah. Well known. I mean, obviously not as big as, you know, Brian, but I mean, he was probably the second best out of the Armstrongs uh, when it came to uh, popularity. Uh, I think uh, Brian was over on, uh, or yeah, Brian was over on. Brian did because he got into the mainstream through, you know, WWF, but um, my favorite was always Brad. Uh, out of the Armstrong family. I like Steve Armstrong and Scott Armstrong a lot as well. But uh, I tell you, my least was, um, uh, what the hell, Brian, even back then, like before he was the road dog, I always thought he was kind of like the weaker one. I, I remember him when he was in WCW uh, as a jobber. So, you know, I, I uh, he still had the braids and he wore regular wrestling gear. But I remember um, 
yeah, I just uh, I always like Steve and Brad out of the out of the two. Scott was really good too, but uh, you know Scott. Uh, I, I definitely have to put Brad over too because I definitely yeah. love to work. Um, great athlete, but you know what happens when it comes to great athletes? They're always put in these uh, stupid gimmicks. Um, obviously, he was known as a free bird. Uh, Fantasia when they yeah. won the. Uh, Six man WCW tag team titles. Yeah. Um, but then that name was changed due to the whole uh, Disney taking copyrights. Yeah. Um, which I just thought that was ridiculous. Um, then he was known as the Candyman. I remember uh, that. Yeah. He had the striped and uh, the white. He dressed like a candy cane. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Um, and then I know for a while. Um, Bad Street like, as well, under the mask as well. He, he, it was fan, yeah, it's, he wore the same uh, gear as he did as uh, Fantasia, basically. Yeah, so there was originally Fantasia, then they switched it to Bad Street after the whole, um, I guess, yep. the copyright thing. Um, I know later down the line, he would sign with WWE. Um, I think he was mainly used as like an enhanced uh, enhancement talent for a while. Okay. And then um, he ended up doing some backstage stuff. And then from what I read, he was actually actually supposed to be part of a three-man commentary team for the reprised uh, ECW brand. That's up right up until prior, uh, obviously before he passed, right? Yeah. Because uh, I don't I don't ever remember him. As far as I know, he never worked for WWE. I think that uh, uh, Steve did at one time, and obviously Brian did. So, yeah. So uh, I don't ever remember any, but I remember them all being there for when, you know, Bullet Bob got inducted into the Hall of Fame, besides Brad, obviously, because he was passed already. Yep. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I mean, Brad was only, I believe he was only 51 when he passed away. Um, yeah, which I find uh, that's, it's very terribly sad that he passed but, away at such a young age. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that interview, see with uh what him and Bob would have to say, you know, when it comes to like their gimmicks, their in ring careers, you know, maybe WWE promotion wise. Right. Yep. Um, and then the last um pickup I got, very special one because this gentleman has also um passed away. It's been uh, about two years now, this month. Um, and that's uh Big Band Vader. Another guy, yeah, he was a, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete for especially for a guy his size. He was definitely one of the best guys, uh, one of the best big men, I would say. Um, I only had the privilege of meeting him once, and I regret never getting his autograph, never really getting in touch. Um, you know, really not really communicating with him. I remember I seen him at the Northeast Wrestling Show. Had it been like 2012, 2013. Okay. And, um, you know, he was active, he was competing and everything. Um, but what I found kind of sketchy was prior to the show, he was selling autographs for one price. And then by the end of the show, I think he upped it like $10, which I didn't really understand. I've never really heard of anybody doing anything like that before, but, uh. I think the autographs he was doing were like twenty. Then he upped it to like thirty, and I'm just like, "What?" Yeah. My cousin was with, with me, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to get his autograph." And then he was like thirty. I'm like, "What?" Like it was just twenty before the show even started. I was like, "Okay, um, weird," but you know, I guess he was looking for a little bit more money uh, at that time. So, 
Um, yeah. What's pretty uh, interesting about this interview, um, there might have been a typo error in this when they were typing out the whole description. Uh, but this interview was taking place after he got released by WWE. Um, but the date on here says January 1st of 98. But clearly he was with WWE at, at that time till September um, of 98. Because okay. I remember his last dude was against Bradshaw at the breakdown pay-per-view. Um, so this had to have been at least the beginning of 99. Because I know right after he left WWE, he went right back to Japan. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely should be something uh, interesting. And um, I also got that autographed on the cover. Uh, Big Van Vader. So uh, another one to uh, in my uh, nice little collecting hall of uh, autographs. So. I don't know if you saw in my collection a while back. I got uh, in a package. I got a, a Vader watch. It's yes, a, it says Vader time right on the front. So, which I think is pretty. It's pretty hilarious. It's uh, it's a nice little piece to have in the collection. You know. So. Yep, yep. Oh man. But um, yeah, yeah. So what else should we uh, what else should we, should we get on before we go? Uh, we um, go I about another fifteen or so minutes. Uh, well, I know soon you and me are going to be discussing the uh, the rest, uh, Mister Wrestling Two uh, DVD. That's right. I believe we're gonna, I believe we're going to try to get to that this week, uh, depending right. on uh, both of our schedules this week. Um, is that one I'm really looking forward to watching? I haven't had, uh, had the opportunity to sit down. It's going to be interesting to sit down and try to take notes uh, with that, watching that, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely want to learn about Mr. Wrestling, too, because I've been really looking into the archives of, like, masked wrestlers in the 70s and 80s, which yeah. is probably I'm a Bill, big uh, Bill Eady fan now, uh, just <laughs> learning about his career uh, within the business, being one of the probably one of the best top veterans in the business right. on what he's doing. Um, yeah. Uh, Mr. Wrestling too. I'm, I'm hoping to get that, uh, get to that tomorrow. Um, that sounds really cool. yeah. Mr. Wrestling That's uh he's revered as one of the greatest, uh, mass wrestlers from the era. Actually one of the greatest wrestlers from that era period. So yeah, that'll, that, that, that'll definitely be a good one. To definitely get through, especially to see Steve Carino. I mean, I don't know how the how old that video is actually that that uh, came out. Uh, from from what it looked like, I, it had to have been like at least from twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fourteen. Okay. So yeah, a couple of couple years old. Did and, you get the uh, um... something that I did like about that segment? Uh, I did watch the preview on YouTube. Um, they ba- they basically have like their the back of their heads. Um, turn to each other and then they turn around like all right how are we going to do this like you know and steve's just like wait i got an idea and they both put their masks on and then it's like that's when the interview basically starts because uh if anybody doesn't know mr uh steve carino here is mr wrestling three yep that was after that was after uh when did he wrestle is that uh that was probably earlier 2000s correct like earlier two thousands, I think this was like around the time um, of the, the the extreme horsemen, MLW and MLW, right? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. 
Speaking of MLW, I hear there, um, I read, I think, either earlier today or yesterday. Sometimes it's, all this news hits me early in the morning. I think it's like days ago. But they're supposed to be relaunching their older TV series, uh, MLW Underground, where they're going to be showing a lot of highlights and stuff from their original run in the, what is it, 2003 era? Like the, uh, nice. where they're going to be showing a lot of classic footage. So you're going to be seeing guys like Steve Carino and I think, was it Barry Windham? And all sorts of guys from that era of MLW on their TV show again. So I'm looking forward to that. I got a couple uh, older MLW DVDs sitting around. I used to have all the TV shows on DVD, but, you know, after moving several times since those shows aired, I don't have them anymore. So that was a good show, though, back in the day. Back in the day. I'm glad that they're uh, back on TV. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that because that's something that I uh, unfortunately didn't grow up with because I was right. still a kid and I was still big on, oh, WWE, best promotion in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest lie I ever told myself. So, yeah, um, well, they have the most money and they can hire almost anybody, but uh, not actually in 2020, I guess they can't. So but, not a lot of people. A lot of people are looking, uh, you know, they. the thing about uh, professional wrestling and the, you know, uh, was it 20 teens uh, up until 2020 um, before the pandemic hit a lot of indie guys could had the choice whether they could uh, make money on the independent scene which they weren't able to do back in the day and you know just by selling their own merchandise guys like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and guys like that were able to basically pave their own way without right. having having to sign to WWE without uh, to make a living which was a which was a great thing for the industry you know all right i guess that's it for this week dan why don't you promote yourself a little bit all right if you guys want to find me uh facebook danny bryant uh if you guys want to follow me on instagram it's d underscore banshee 187 if you guys want to follow me on youtube i am known as dan the beast 94 so hit that subscribe button especially if you're going to be watching my videos and you're not subscribed what are you doing hit that button and i guarantee you that i will bring out the best content uh when it comes to entertaining my uh my friends and fellow youtube colleagues also if you want to find me it is the rick del santo on twitter and the instagrams and on youtube it is the professor rick del santo this is uploaded in both video form and audio to all major podcast platforms Take care, everybody.